Well, welcome to Carving a New Path. My name is Andrea Hyland. I am the founder of Heal My Voice and the host of this show. Well, this podcast is filled with stories and tools and resources to help you pause and reflect on the life you are living while opening to new possibilities. Most of us were raised in a society that encourages productivity and do, do, do. And it isn't until a life circumstance like a job layoff or an illness or the birth or death of a loved one, something that disrupts your daily routine that you slow down to pause and reflect on your life. In the stillness of slowing down, you have an opportunity to carve a new path. Well, 2020 has created a global disruption with COVID-19 and the spotlight on racial injustice, which is calling us to pause and reflect, make changes, heal and take action. Well, today's show is called Mindful Living Today, a five-step practice for navigating feelings with guest Lisa Stearns. And before Lisa and I start talking, I wanna read a bio to give you a little bit of a flavor of who she is. And to, to mention her husband who is not on the show with us today, it's um, the women talking today, but he is very much a part of Mindful Living today. So happily married for 40 plus years, Lisa and Brad have always enjoyed experiencing all life has to offer with curiosity, awareness, and gratitude. They love all the juicy science behind the study of mindfulness, happiness, and well-being. Thus, Mindful Living Today was born, and it was born in 2020, I want to say. So Brad's forte is all things wellness and fitness. As a bodybuilder of 45 plus years, a trainer, author, passionate snowboarder and guru, this guy knows his stuff. And Lisa's ballywick is love and kindness and whatever will make the world a more peaceful place to live, which includes creating systems that simplify schedules and foster a calmer, happier life. She has studied and is a trained teacher of mindfulness-based stress reduction and a certified yoga instructor. She is also the author of a goal-setting time management book, A List is Not Enough for Wellness Practitioners. And actually, we'll talk a little bit about that because this is the one-year anniversary of that book. It was last year that um, she completed it and launched it and all. And together, they create one dynamic mindfulness powerhouse with a deep desire to assist and inspire others who seek to discover and embrace mindfulness practices, enjoy better health and create more positive relationships, which will ultimately make the world a kinder place to live. So welcome, Lisa. Thank you. So before every show, I always like to talk with the guest for a few minutes to just check in, you know, what's going on. I mean, sometimes it's like, oh, I was stuck in traffic, getting home <laughs> or whatever before, before the show. And it's just a way of checking in. But as Lisa and I started talking, I said, this is exactly what I want to, her to talk about on the show. So, um, so let's just say that I was asking Lisa about what was going on in her life. And really, Lisa, you started to tell me about 
let's just put in context that we did a Heal My Voice project 10 years ago. Right. And, um, and that kind of was a launch into for all of us into right. the next part of stepping into greater leadership in our lives. And then a lot of things happen. So tell us your story, because it, it just feels like this year, 2020, a lot of people have had to push pause on right. dreams but this isn't the first time this has happened for you. And when we look at 10 years, there are some things that happen. So yeah. share, share with the audience to give, give an idea of what it is to have things come in and disrupt your life and change the direction. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, this is the perfect topic for me because I've had to do this several times in the last 10 years. And so, you know, this time around, I would say this time around because of COVID this summer, it was the hardest of all of the times that I've had to pull myself back up again. Um, but anyway, so going back to 10 years ago, I had this vision again of launching a business and um, my original business was called um, Finding Your Voice. And I worked as a um, public speaking and a women's empowerment coach to help women both focalize, uh, focus their message and also help them give them the tools that they needed to speak up. And in doing that work, I recognized my own history of uh, my father being emotionally and verbally abusive and the tools became more my way of healing and growing in myself. And then it was allowed me to help other women to do the same. And that business took off. It was great. I was had corporate accounts and it was really doing very well. I had a curriculum that I created. Um, and then uh, about two and a half years into that. Um, and that was when Facebook was magic. You know, that was when you could, you could totally start and build a, a whole business on Facebook. And it was so fantastic. Um, so anyway, so, you know, I had like, I don't know, 4,000 followers on Facebook and it was very active and, and we supported other women. It was really cool. And then my mom, about six years ago, my mom passed. And when my mom passed, it changed my family dynamic a lot. Um, where there was, I'm one of five children and, um, the expectation became so overwhelming for me that I, I shut down. I couldn't function anymore. And at that point, um, I was diagnosed with PTSD and diagnosed with um, acute adrenal fatigue, which uh, acute adrenal fatigue is the easiest way to describe it because most people are comfortable with it is it's like fibromyalgia. It's a very, it, it's just something you experience in your body that makes you very tired. It causes muscle cramping and that kind of stuff. Low, very, very low energy, no energy stockpile. Um, and so right about the time that I was still diagnosed that I was still trying to keep my life together. And I fell and ha also had a very serious concussion. So within about seven months time, I had just some very serious life, big life things that happened. And unfortunately, it, it just brought me to a, a complete stop. I could not I couldn't go out of the house. I lead a, a networking group. And so I still did that. That was once a month. But after I did that, I would sleep like all the, all that day and like the next day, and I wouldn't be able to get out of bed for a couple of days. So I did that once a month because I felt I had an obligation to the community, but I really had to stop working. So this big dream of creating this business for helping women find their voice, I had to give up on that. And I laid on the couch, honest God, I laid on the couch for four years. Um, and finally I just decided, okay, I'm done lying on the couch. So if not lying on the couch, not finding your voice, what is it? And so I had to really take into consideration my energy 
and how much energy I could invest in being any kind of coaching um, and recognize that masterminds was a good way for me to go because I could, I could work with six women at, at one time. Um, and uh, so if you're not familiar with masterminds, it's, it's a business building tool where you get groups of people together and they all kind of support each other through the process of building a business or keeping their business going. And within that, I taught the same tools I had taught with my uh, public speaking curriculum, which was focusing your message. And at that point, um, I had brought in some of the tools that I had learned during my healing process, which was very mindfulness centered. So it was like, okay, you know, why are you overextended? Why are you constantly tired? Why are you doing all this work, but you're not making any money at it? So that kind of uh, already started to thread itself into my coaching as a business coach and a mastermind leader. Um, so I decided, okay, you know, I'm gonna pull myself together. I'm gonna launch masterminds because I can do that a couple days a week and that'll be fine. And in order to do that, I need to have people understand that I know what I'm talking about. So I, at that point, this was two and a half, three years ago, uh, I committed to writing a book. And my book was there for to have a platform to do other public speaking and to demonstrate proficiency and all that kind of stuff. And that, so my book published a year ago, Christmas Eve uh, day, and um, took off like great guns. It was everything I hoped it would be. Um, I had three mastermind groups lined up, ready to go. I had speaking engagements. The whole the whole bailiwick was all ready, and it was finally my dream was finally going to happen. This dream that I had of you know really making an impact on the world and helping. Uh, I work with women business owners, wellness practitioners. So my my dream of supporting this community was finally going to come come through, and COVID hit. Mm -hmm. And with COVID, um, everybody kept saying, well, you know, you can go Zoom and you can pivot and you can all this kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm the queen of pivot. I'm the queen of problem solving. The issue for me with Zoom is because of the concussion, I have a very challenging time um, looking at a number of faces on the screen at the same time. And so I just quickly realized that I am not going to be able to run these mastermind groups because I can't do the group zoom thing even if i'm pulling people out one at a time i still can't do an hour and a half meeting with nine people on the screen mm -hmm. so that was probably the most devastating setback of the last 10 years because i really worked very very hard to get the book published i worked very hard to bring this whole dream to fruition and uh, it was such a huge loss it was just it was really, really very devastating to me. And uh, once I, you know, I, I kept trying to fix it in my head, like, okay, what am I going to do? I keep, you know, I kept hitting restart, restart, restart. And there was, there was just no place to restart, you know, <laughs> and so accepting that in my mind, um, initially in my mind, I had to let go of the idea that I was a failure because this did not go. So that was really the first thing that kept coming up to my mind is I'm a failure. I'm just a failure because this did not make it to where I wanted to go. Um, and so I, I mourned for about six weeks, cried a lot <laughs> and just sat with what it was that I was going through. And all during that time, I'm looking like everybody, I'm on Facebook, I'm on the news and all I'm seeing is all of this pain and suffering. And I am a community builder. It is my, it is what I do. Yeah. And I kept thinking, okay, how can I help all these people? And then I looked at all of the tools that I have used to overcome the PTSD 
and the trauma, trauma and the anxiety that I had been struggling with over the last four to five years and um, recognize that those tools were tools that I could give people to help them get through what they are going through right now because of COVID and the politics and the Black Lives Matter and just the mess that's, that's our world right now. Um, and my husband and I have wanted to create a business together for years, I mean, probably 20 years, and we just could never hit on the right thing. Mm -hmm. And this was just the perfect storm. It really was, you know, it, it was the perfect time. We were both in the perfect place. We were both very clear on what we wanted to do. And we were both very passionate about serving, serving the public. Um, and so Mindful Living Today was born out of the training and the practice that I learned and used to get to myself to place that I'm off the couch. <laughs> well, Fantastic. And, you know, I want to say to the listeners that things that you were sharing and talking about here are the classic signs of when something happens that's unexpected and it disrupts, it puts full on stop yep. to your dreams or to your, your life. Like, okay, yep. we've got the routine, we're doing this, and then everything changes like even without COVID, people go through things in yes. their lives where this happens. And I, some of the things that are, that are so remarkable and, and common from what you're sharing is that you were learning mindfulness techniques. Actually, when you told me that your business was pivoting, I, I was like, oh my gosh, this one makes so much sense. <laughs> It's like, this is the way that the two of you live your lives the, in this mindfulness. And so, um, but that you're able to draw on things, you were already in a process of learning and building. Right. And I feel like if people can understand that, look back at what's happened in the last 10 years, or look back to a desire or an interest you had in childhood, right. you started as a young adult, that the clues are there yes. about something that you can then build, build on, build from. And then the other thing I wanted to say is that one of the reasons I reached out to you a few months ago to be on the podcast was I felt like not only are you, do you have a mindfulness business, but you're also addressing anger and fear and you know, and it's like, it's not about just, oh, well, let's just all go into our bedrooms and oh, money, I'm all zen all the time. It's not, it's about- It's not that at all. <laughs> it's not that it's, at all. It's way messier than that. <laughs> Life is messy and that it isn't about us getting to a place. It's about, to me, it's about developing tools yes. that you can then use when you've had your had trauma ignited and and i just want to address that one of the things that's going on in in the world and and of course it's happening in the country that we're in the united states with the leadership that we've had with the the protests that are going on with people speaking up is that in the last four or five years and i work with women who are expressing trauma, right? It's like trauma has been reignited. Oh, gosh, yes, going on in our country. Yes. And so 
it, it's that these memory that that the leadership in our country has actually for half of the population reignited trauma yes. that was there because it's familiar. It's right. familiar right. with exactly. some of the, the behaviors and the, the kind of leadership that we've had in this country. And so without getting into, and believe me, I no longer have trouble talking about politics because politics to me are about how we view the world and what we value. And so anything, healthcare, um, family structures, it, it's about being real with what we really believe in and what we're going right. to stand up for. So it's not about playing games in politics, but it's about standing up for what you, right. what you believe. And so there is anger, there is fear and being able to address that and acknowledge that is, uh, that's why I wanted you to have that you weren't coming on just going like, oh, we just go into a Zen pose and you get over it. No, it's like, actually, we find out things in our family right? that we're like, oh my gosh, I never saw that before. Right. And I don't know how to have a relationship with that. Right. But from your I just want to read this from your newsletter and then have you talk about it. Um, you wrote anger, disappointment, frustration, expectation, even great happiness. These strong emotions frequently result in an automatic response, frequently leaving us wishing we could have a do-over. Mindfulness creates a pause between our thoughts, emotions, and our reactions, giving us the gift of choice, a choice of how we want to respond no do-over necessary. And then you shared a five-step process or practice with us. So could you, could you speak to some of the like, importance of acknowledging your feelings, acknowledging trauma, acknowledging grief and giving space for that? And then talk with us about the five-step practice. Yeah, and that's a great question and a great place to start, um, Andrea. One of the things that I recognized when I started this journey of healing was that I didn't have, I, I am an extremely sensitive and empathetic person. Um, at the same time, I had, and I didn't realize, I had no idea what I was actually feeling. You know, you know, as we grow up, if we're, if we're sensitive and we'll grow up in an environment where we're just told, get over it, or you're too sensitive or whatever, we, we just keep putting it in this bottle. And the, this bottle just keeps, and, it, and it's everything, everything that's uncomfortable, everything that's, everything that's just not functional goes in this bottle. And what happens is, at least in my, and I think for most people, but in my particular case, it just became anger. Ang anger, you know, you could when, when I didn't feel well, I'm like, oh, I'm either angry or I'm sad. That was my two options. I'm angry or I'm sad. I don't, I don't, you know, I didn't have anything else that like came to mind immediately. And so one of the things that I started out doing, and it was through, might have been um, Tal Ben Shahir's book Happier that I started doing this, um, but I, I I went off the internet and I printed off a list of emotions. And so as soon as I didn't feel like the regular me, whatever, and that was a lot. <laughs> and fortunately I was in a situation where I was laying on the couch a lot. So if I didn't feel the regular me, I had lots of time and nothing else to do. I could pull out my list of emotions and say, okay, what is it that I'm really feeling? And just really sit with, first of all, where am I feeling it? How is it manifesting? So is it in my throat? Is it in my belly? Am I feeling stress? Am I feeling fear? Am I 
but but I had to get to the point that I could say, oh, wait a minute, that's fear. I like, I didn't recognize, I just knew anger. Anger was like, I'm, I'm pissed off. So I'm angry. Well, really, you know, this came from years of being told to shut up or get out of the way, or you're too stupid. And so anger is not really anger. Anger is either embarrassment, it's humiliation, it's fear. It's it, it, it's a whole number of things, but it's very ra rarely just anger. There's something else going on underneath there. Well, it reminds me of also the, the, um, the uh, fear or flight. Fight fright. or flight? Yeah, that, that, that response, because for me, it was freeze. Yes, yes. Well, but it's the same thing in terms of not knowing how I felt, not right. knowing even what my favorite food was, what my, you know, what my preference was for something, but mine was freeze. freeze. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's pretty common. You know, we all, we all will exhibit, we all will revert to one of those. Mm -hmm. We may have one that's our go-to in certain situations, yeah. but, but if we, if we are not, if we don't have access to our uh, feelings and all of the emotions that are involved in them, then we're going to choose fight, flight, or freeze. That, that's what we're going to do. Um, and that is what actually the constant state of living in that place of fear and flight is what created the PTSD and the acute adrenal fatigue. So that that is the basis of where that came from for me is that constant and that and that's what I fear for people right now the going through COVID and through the political environment that's been out there in the media has created this chronic state of fear for everybody to live in. And so as a society, we have been living in fear for nine months. That's a long enough time to have established this pattern. And like you say, for many of us, it's bringing up old stuff. Like we don't even know why we're so upset that Congress is doing whatever or the president's doing whatever or the you know, Black Lives Matter motion, movement is doing whatever. All we know is that's making us angry. Mm -hmm. And But the anger is coming from being treated a certain way back when we were six, back when we were two, back when we were 12. And all of a sudden now we're in this pattern and the pattern is then exacerbated because every time we open the news, we're brought back to that same place. Mm -hmm. And so now we're living in this constant state of fight, flight, or freeze. Yes. Um, so it's, 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 and, and it, like you say, it's, it's not about sitting around singing Kumbaya, you know, holding hands and burning candles. It really isn't. It is, it is about that pause. It is about, can you recognize or even stop during the day and just check in with your body? You know, regardless of what's going on, you could feel completely happy. Okay, what does it feel like to feel happy? Yes, yes, I love that. Could you talk us through the five-step process? And and I want to let everyone know also that in the show description, I have links of how you can connect with Lisa, and we'll mention that again at the end. But I just wanted to say that because um, I know you have a Facebook page and website and there, there are other things and a podcast and all that. So tell, take us through the five-step practice that you put in your latest newsletter. All right. Or so actually it wasn't the latest one. Cause I saw that you sent one this morning. I did send one this morning. Yes, it was recent. <laughs> yes, it was last week. So, um, so the first thing to me is if, if you choose, if you decide that you would like this moment to have this pause, 
And, and to me, what the pause, I can give you the perfect example of again, my, this was probably two summers ago. Um, and I was out for, I, I went out for a walk because something happened between my husband and I, and I was just irritated. I was irritated. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I don't want to do anything. I, I know this is just something I'm going through. I'm just going to go take a walk. And so I'm taking a walk. And as I'm walking, I am fuming. I mean, I, I can just feel the anger is in there and I'm angry and I'm just going over. And all of a sudden I took this breath and I thought, well, wait a minute. I can either spend the rest of this day feeling crappy and angry and have all of this negative energy and I can go home and I can yell at my husband or be nasty or whatever. I mean, I have all those options available to me, but I also know that no matter what I choose to do, this day is this day. And how do I want this day to, from this moment forward, what do I want this day to look like? Well, I, Everybody always wants to have a better day. You want to have a good day, a day where you're happy and you feel good and you can be kind and you can be patient. And so that's to me the epitome of mindfulness and mindfulness practices and even meditation. It is, it is not the actual practice of sitting. It is the result of the sit. It is the result of the pause. It is the result of the action that you take that is, that is the, the benefit. It's the golden nugget of a mindfulness practice. So on that line, um, let's go ahead through my five steps. So the first one is intentionally setting aside. It could be as much as 30 seconds, but you have to intentionally choose to set aside time for quiet. And that means no distraction. That means the door is closed. Everybody understands. You're not, do not disturb. Do not disrupt me for 30 seconds. The phone is off or in another room. The computer's off. Everything. You're just all by yourself and you're allowing this quiet to happen. You're not forcing quiet. You're not trying to quiet your mind or make your mind stop thinking. You're just creating an environment of stillness and quiet. Um, the next one is just observing what is going on inside of you. What, what are you feeling? It, are, are you feeling, do you have a pain in your back? Are you clenching your jaw for some reason? Are you ruminating about somebody that did something this morning that made you annoyed? Whatever it is. And there's no, we're not, we're not looking to make any stories about it. We're not looking to do anything with that other than observe what is it that I'm feeling? Am I feeling tension? Am I feeling relaxed? Am I feeling happy? Is there tension somewhere? We're just like, you're almost looking at yourself from the outside, but also from very, very deep within. So it's just a moment of quiet and then observation. Um, the third one, which is so important to me, and I think it keeps a lot of people from starting a meditation or a mindfulness practice is no judgment. So this is not something where you sit down and you say, oh, okay, I'm supposed to have quiet. Oh gosh, my mind is so busy. Why am I always so busy minded? That's just so stupid. Why can't I ever, like that is not what this quiet is about. This quiet is just an accepting and allowing point where you're just looking. You just, and there, there is no, you can't do it right. You can't do it wrong. You can't mess it up. There's nothing about how good you were before or how long you sat yesterday has nothing to do with anything other than observing with no criticism. What am I feeling in this moment? And that's really, really important. And like I say, I, I do find that it keeps most people from practicing meditation or mindfulness is because they think they've already failed before they even sat down. Mm -hmm. my, my mind is so busy. I couldn't possibly quiet my mind. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not asking you to quiet your mind. <laughs> yeah. Or even like, 
well, I should have handled this already. This, this thought that came into my mind about something that happened a long time ago, right? Here it is. You're feeling it. So just be with what you're feeling. Be with the feeling. Don't worry about the story. Don't worry about how you reacted. Don't worry about the past, the present, the future. It's just, this is what I'm feeling right now about that experience. And then you, and then you go on to another thought. That's it. You know, just like whatever pops in. Okay. That's what I'm feeling now. That's what I'm looking at now. Um, The fourth thing is, so what happens in mindfulness and meditation is, and it's very, very natural, even to people who have practiced for all of their life, is you will sit and you'll think, oh, okay, let me, Lisa says, I should be thinking about what I'm feeling in my body. Oh, I'm feeling some tension in my belly. Oh, I'm so angry that that person cut me off in traffic today. Why did that person cut me off in traffic today? And then you go, oh, crap, there I am judging, you know, like I'm doing the story. Okay. (laughs) All right. You've recognized all of that. And to me, that's the point of celebration. Mm. Because suddenly you recognize that you've allowed your mind to hijack. I I call it your playground. You've allowed your mind to hijack where you are going to play. And your hijack, your brain is telling you to play in a place that's not safe. It's telling you, go play in that playground that's full of glass and, and, you know, people with knives and drug addicts and whatever, okay? And at that point, you have the awareness to say, oh, my mind just took me someplace that I prefer not to go right now. Because right now I'm sitting in quiet and I would like to be thinking about what am I experiencing inside my body? And so you just return to that moment. You just return to that awareness of what am I feeling in this moment? So there's, there's no, it's not wrong. I think of it as a moment for me, it is a moment of joy and it is a moment of celebration because I never even realized in the past that my brain was taking me places that I had no business going. Mm -hmm. It was taking me to places that were not safe. It was not healthy. And now I have a choice. And as soon as my mind goes there, I'm like, Oh, no, thanks. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't want to get on that bus, you know, <laughs> right. Get out of my way. <laughs> and, and I like to think of it when you have that record, that moment of recognition, I like to bring up this image of like the most, the most kind, gentle, loving grandparent mm. reaching out and you are a toddler and they are putting their arm around you and just gently redirecting you back to the place of safety. Mm-hmm. And that place of safety is in here. That place of safety is what am I feeling inside my body? Mm-hmm. So that, that's that returning to awareness. And the final one is, is just to be kind when your mind wanders. And, and like I say, be aware, everybody's mind wanders, regardless of how long they've been doing this. That's the reason they practice. They practice because our minds wander. That's what our minds are meant to do. And, and it, the best that we can hope for is to create those moments of pause where we have the choice to decide, do I want to be pissed off for the rest of the day? Do, is that how I want the rest of my day to play out? Or would I like this day to be a beautiful, sunshiny day that I get to enjoy my husband or whatever, a magazine or whatever it is? I, I, it's the same day. I live the same day. I just choose how I navigate that day. Yeah. I, I love that. And I thank you for sharing with, with our listeners, because I just felt it was really powerful. And I, I want to say one thing about anger, though, is that all feelings are part of our GPS system. 
Absolutely. Sometimes anger is actually going to propel you into action to make a change because you recognize I'm in a situation that where I'm angry, I do not want to tolerate this any longer. Maybe it's a boss that you've been working with and you recognize that there's just anger that comes up regularly. Well, anger is a clue about not right. Right. That something's not right. And to make a change. And so I just wanted to say that because well, thank you for clarifying. Yeah, because, yeah I, I, because in no way do I want to say that anger is fine and you're supposed to stuff. This is not about stuffing things right. down. Exactly. exactly. And this is not about not accepting the fact that you're feeling everything. The point is I sat with my anger mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, this feels really uncomfortable. And I can, I can, I can put more logs on this fire and feel more angry. Yeah. Or I can pause and I can look and say, what is causing this anger? And, and the reality was what was causing the anger was childhood stuff. It had nothing to do with my husband. Yes, right. Exactly. That thing. So, so I had the ability to look at that situation and say, okay, in this moment, I'm angry with him, but it, it, it's just a result of stuff that happened before. And so there's no reason I can go home to him, which I did. I went home very politely and said, you know what? I would prefer we didn't do this, whatever this was because I don't even remember what it was now, but whatever this was, you know, that was kind of upsetting to me. And I'd rather we didn't do this again, Mm -hmm. Uh, rather than fueling this anger, going home, shouting, throwing, whatever, you know, whatever you do when you're angry and you're not mindful Mm -hmm. and don't have the ability to be mindful about what's going on. So it is definitely not about ignoring the anger. Um, You got to sit with it. You got to sit with it and you got to get down to what, what is the cause um, without the rumination and judgment. Yeah. And that sometimes the anger is something that you've already resolved or you've already made a decision. And it's just like, you just are in a loop of like, I remember that person cutting me off in traffic, as you said, and then it's (laughs) like, okay, that's over. (laughs) I've never lived that again. Let's find a way to release the anger. So I love your five-step practice and thanks so much for sharing that with us. Um, I was listening to your podcast last night. Uh, so just for the listeners, this is again in the link. Actually, you can go to their website and click on that and the podcast and all kinds of other things are there. Um, just one thing. And I was listening to the one about, oh, now I forgot to write down the name of it, but about um, strong feelings or uncomfortable feelings and you know, there it's great the dialogue between the two of you, um, and fifteen minutes focused right. on just one thing podcast. Right. So I encourage the listeners to go and check that out. Thank also, you. so is there anything else that you want? I, I'm so happy that we finally connected. That it's taken a couple of months to figure out what worked for both of us. Um, And to, because your, your story is the perfect example of being headed in one direction and then life happens and you rethink and create something even better. Yeah. 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 It really, it really is. And I think the other thing that, that I'd like to interject there, uh, Andrea is, um, you know, the, in many times when we have to make that kind of pivot, we, there is a loss. There is a death there. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I think it's really important. I think too many people are, are inclined to just like sweep it under the table. Oh, well, I'm just moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, you really need to mourn that loss. If that was something that was really, really important to you, 
just just be okay with the fact that this was a huge loss and you don't have to compare to how other people are suffering. My gosh, our situation, we've been so fortunate through COVID. So, you know, I could sit around and say, well, how dare I feel sad that my business didn't take off because everybody, people have lost their businesses or don't have a livelihood or whatever. Okay, that, there's, that's a truth. Uh-huh. My truth in this moment is this moment is really, really hard for me. Exactly. And in this moment, I need to, I just need to sit with that mm-hmm. and, and process what it feels like to be really sad and really disappointed and feel ugly about myself and decide that I don't need to feel ugly about myself. And I, I need to experience all that in order to make room for the good stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that actually, because you put your heart and soul into this creation, this, a business I, is, is a birth. Oh my gosh. Yes. Absolutely. You know? And then to realize that, that, that has died or that has changed for now. Yeah. And, and who knows, maybe there'll be actually nothing, nothing is ever wasted to me. <laughs> oh no. To me, even writing a book is, I wouldn't, uh, I, I wouldn't change that experience. I learned so yeah. much about myself. Writing that book was one of the pivotal moments of my life. So I would never, ever say I, you know, if that was a waste of time, it was not, it was an amazing journey. So nothing but good stuff came out of that. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, to me, it's cultivating and growing a garden and then realizing one day that the thing you planted is actually not going to be an eggplant. It's going to be, uh, you know, zucchini. (laughs) You're like, okay, now I have to figure out what to do with all this zucchini. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, so the pivoting and the allowing something new to birth, but definitely feeling all the feelings. So anything else you want to say to the listeners before we go? No, I, well, really, I would love, we have built a community on Facebook called Mindful Living Today. Um, and it came out of this passion for wanting to help people find a place that was okay to be whoever you are, because it didn't seem like there was any place on social media that you could go that somebody wasn't yelling at you for some point of view you had. <laughs> so our goal was to create this place that, you know, it was just okay to be you. We don't talk about politics at all. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a place where we encourage each other to be mindful, to be, have gratitude, to be kind. Um, we share stories, we share resources. So it's this very lovely supporting uh, community that is very vibrant and growing. And we would love to have people c- come and join us on that. Um, it is a private group, so you have to ask to join, but um, we would love to have you on that. And if you, um, when you get that sign in to join, you get an option to get my, um, I have uh, five pathways to mindfulness that you get for free if you sign up to be, you know, if you want to get in there. You don't have to have it, but if you want it, that's available to anybody that chooses to join the group. So we would love people to join us. Uh, mindful, we are at mindfulliving.today. So we are not a .com. We are a dot .today. Um, but we'd love to have people join us on Facebook because that's where we're, that's where we're growing our community. And to sign up for your newsletter, people should go to the website they can go on the website or if they sign up to be part of the facebook group uh-huh. then um and and want that five steps five pathways that will put them into the newsletter okay. sign up as well wonderful wonderful lisa thank you thank, thank you for giving me so thank you for giving me this opportunity to share oh absolutely and my love to brad also and i uh let him know that I, I listened to the podcast. It was fun to hear the interaction between the two of you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. It's a fun time. 
<laughs> yes, yes. And thank you to all the listeners. And uh, if you want to get notifications for the show, sign up through YouTube or through um, iTunes. All right. Thanks so much. Bye-bye now.